you mentioned a bit of stuff with writing um, in your two truths and a lie. Um, what have you done with writing before? Well, I, it was, I guess it turned into sort of a hobby, but more, more because I've ended up uh, making my living doing IT stuff. Um, so I guess I've, you know, I, writer's workshop was a pretty big thing when I was, so I guess I, I can't, I can't say I got as far as in the writer's workshop, but I certainly um, was influenced by it and, and took, took classes from the, from the people in the writer's workshop and, uh, and was interested in that as a career and did, I did a lot of journalism when I was in high school and I've ri written articles for the press citizen a number of times and uh, uh, that's about as far as I've, I've really gone with it. That is so cool. Um, yeah, you mentioned the Iowa Writers Workshop. Uh, what genres did you write? Well, I, I wrote a lot of journal, uh, you know, a lot of journalism, a lot of, uh, I was an editor on the paper and wrote uh, some, mostly, mostly I was news, news and features, but uh, uh, and some sports, uh, and I wrote a lot of sh sh short fiction when I was contemplating that as a profession, or you know, uh, uh, at least more of a livelihood than it ever became. That's so cool. You said you wrote a lot of news stories and features. Is there a favorite story of yours that you wrote? It, it's, it tends to, tends to be the the last one a little bit. I think. I mean, I, I guess it's uh, often such a relief to get them uh, into some kind of shape that it. Uh, that I think it's it kind of like you know you're sending them off into the world. It feels like you're you have a lot of pride pride in what you just accomplished. So I mean I. I, I, I wrote some, I wrote a, a piece since I've been in the senior center about uh, leaving middle age and what it was like to not feel like you were middle-aged anymore. Uh, and uh, I mean, it sounds like a bit of a downer, but I think I managed to get some humor into it. That sounds so interesting. What are your tips? I don't know. Do you have any tips about not feeling middle-aged? Well, I, I think that it's, I, I think that there is some, some ways that you, you take pressure off, off yourself and you, but, and you, if not, you don't, you don't try to try not to miss any opportunity. You know, you, you try to try to see oppor opportunities as, as 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 something that you know you can't count on ever ever having again. A certain opportunities. I mean, 
again, it sounds a little more downbeat than it was, but but I, I guess it's, you know, you have a reason to not, uh, to not, uh, to not think about things in any kind of a putting off or uh, any kind of a, a judgmental way, I guess you know to try to try things if you if you if you feel that they are at all within your reach. That sounds like a really cool article, and I am sure that it wasn't downbeat by any means. I'm sure it had little bits of humor in it for sure. It sounds. Fun. Um, I guess when it comes to looking for those opportunities, like you mentioned, um, has COVID-19 sort of affected you and your sort of, um, you know, looking for opportunities to try new things or take new things up? Uh, it, it definitely has in terms of, of I mean, travel is a, is a pretty big thing in my life as was volunteering. And I, I realized that uh, pretty quickly that a lot of my volunteering, the, the, uh, the clients were of a certain age and me being of a certain age, it kind of shut the door on that as volunteering things pretty quickly. Uh, and plus the, the gathering is a big, you know, is a big, um, that some of them are were actually designed to bring bring older people out of their shells or out of their you know comfort zone or into a more social atmosphere, and that that was that was pretty much curtailed in some degree, you know. Uh, but I mean, I it's hard to I can't put a positive spin on some of these things, unfortunately. Has there, well, I guess I'll ask about volunteering. Um, where do you volunteer and what do you do? Well, I was volunteering at, at the library and at the, uh, and at this, at the senior center. And I was doing tech help at the library and I, at the senior center. And I was also doing some, some reading to uh, blind people, which sounds like it could go on, but it's unfortunately, it involved sitting face to face with someone and and it hasn't really been we haven't been able to pick it up that how how to do it you know we were sitting essentially we were sitting in a broadcasting booth broadcasting to the blind but there was another person there so it seems like it uh it couldn't be done very easily in the COVID time. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry about that. I, yeah, COVID has really changed just everything. I don't know, you mentioned traveling in addition to volunteering as something that has been affected by COVID. Um, I don't know. I, was, I don't know whether to ask about traveling because I know that has also been negatively affected by COVID. So has there been anything that you have found um, 
I don't know, during COVID that have made things uh, fun or just easier for you to, I don't know, make your way through the day that give you a bit of joy? And well, hope this maybe? may not sound very major, but we've had, we've had a, had a ping pong table in the basement that we haven't used for three or four years, I would say. And we probably played at least a hundred games of ping pong or a hundred matches uh, since COVID. <laughs> so that's a pretty small thing. I mean, I've been, I, my exercise mode was pretty much a day of rest after a day of hard exercise or, or maybe some light calisthenics and then, but so we've been walking and we've been walking every day until this severe cold hit, you know? Uh, so that was a, I mean, that's, that was a plus just to do, do something every day uh, like that. Uh, a lot of good, you know, uh, bird, bird, Casual bird watching. I mean, we are, we are lucky to be on a on a trail, and we see see deer and hawks and uh, a lot of birds routinely. So on our walks. Yeah. Oh, that is. Those are so many cool hobbies. I am. I love the idea of a uh, I don't know ping pong. Uh, having some good ping pong matches. Here and there, have there been like uh, ping pong tournaments at the senior center? Uh, I I know there's a capability of ping pong, but I haven't seen that many people playing. There's an avid mm -hmm. pool group that plays, and the ping pong table is actually a pool table with a cover on it for ping pong. You know, like so, there is a conflict there, but I I. They do have ping pong set up at the senior center. Oh, that's interesting. Have you, I don't know, did you play tennis or ping pong when you were younger or something to, I don't know, make you interested? I, in I, I, I did play a lot of uh, tennis and, and uh, have, I mean, I'm definitely like everyone tapered off, but I, I, I have played uh, you know, I played a small, a little bit this summer, even. Uh -huh. That is so cool. Um, have you been watching the Australian Open by chance lately? I have been. I have been to, to be, yeah, I, I, I enjoy the majors a lot uh, in tennis. Uh, it's, uh, it's next to basketball, uh, tennis and basketball are my two favorite sports to watch. Oh, that is awesome. Do you have a favorite player on tour? I mean, I, I like all of the, I like all of the, all of the top players, basically. I mean, there's where there's not a, a, a real villain. I sometimes you know, so, um, I, I've seen I've seen Roger Federer play in person, and 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 Nadal, and uh, so, and I I saw Djokovic practicing 
<laughs> so, so I have some familiarity with the, those, uh, the, the top players and I, I like them all. That is, oh, that is so awesome. Where did you watch um, Federer and Nadal play? Uh, Federer in, in New York and uh, Nadal in Paris. That is awesome. Have you been able to watch all of the uh, majors in person? Uh, I've wa watched three of the four in person. And I've been to the I've been to the grounds of the of the Australian in Melbourne, but there was it wasn't during the tournament. In fact, it's changed. It's changed a lot. There was only one covered court there when I was there. Mm -hmm. And now I think they've got at least three covered courts. Yeah, that is that is so cool. I I know you mentioned traveling, and I think that maybe that plays a role in that. Um, I don't know where which tournament has been your favorite. Well, I. <laughs> You know, they, they all have something going for them, obviously. I mean, I think, I think, you know, the New York, I hadn't, I hadn't been to New York except to be through it on the, at the airports uh, a couple times when I was going to other places. So that was, that was a lot of fun. Um, it was, I think it was the fourth anniversary of 9-11 when I was there. So that was, I mean, not fun, but moving in the sense that it felt like you were participating in the resurgence of the, of the place. You know, and it was still a hole in the ground when I went there. The 9-11 site was still just a hole in the ground. Where else have you gone? I am seriously so intrigued just with your traveling uh, in addition to the tennis tournaments you've gone to. Well, I've, I've, I've been lucky in that I've gone, to, I've gotten to go to a lot of, a lot of places. Uh, I've gone to Russia and uh, Turkey and, and uh, Cambodia, uh, Hawaii. So I, you know, I mean, not, not that Hawaii isn't a state, but it's, it's a fun place to go, <laughs> especially sure. this time of year. You know, I mean, any place that isn't, doesn't have two feet of snow looks pretty nice. I agree, I agree for sure. It I don't know. I definitely say Hawaii just sounds perfect, especially with the weather we have been having this last week or so. But I, I would say I, I, the only place I did been when I was your age, I would say was outside the country would be Canada and maybe Tijuana, although I, I was drugged there as a kid and I don't remember it. You know, I don't want to say my parents were abusive, but no, I was just that little. I was just like three. 
Uh, so I hadn't been outside the country until I was 20, you know, 21, 22, whatever. Uh, was there something that, I don't know, uh, got you interested in traveling and visiting new places? Oh, I, I think it was uh, uh, certainly cu curiosity and reading and, uh, you know, history, uh, movies, and uh, I think, you know, to some extent, uh, some extent religion uh, you know you hear about the you know the the lives of the saints or or something like that and you think that they traveled here and there and um, uh, I mean I it was a there was just a thing on today about the restoration of Notre Dame I remember when I saw the Notre Dame I mean that was a pretty a uh, stunning thing to think about having been someplace that, you know, that, you know, Napoleon and Joan of Arc and, you know, people like that have experienced. I guess traveling wise, is there any place that I know, like right after, if the pandemic were to end tomorrow, um, where would you go if you could travel anywhere? I mean, I think that there, I'm a little bit, I know there are places we, you, you won't, won't want to go or won't there, but there won't be admitted. I mean, I think that, I, I think that you appreciate some places I made, I, I think, but I, I've enjoyed, you know, Mediterranean type or not Mediterranean, but Car Caribbean type vacations a lot, you know, and that, that seems to be kind of the, the counter balance to what's been going on. But I, I mean, I think there, I think that there are places that are gonna be somewhat out of reach, you know, and it's tempting to say, I wanna to go to, to the South Pole because you know it'd be the chance, or I mean, that's probably not a good example, but maybe the Great Wall of China or something like that, because you know it's gonna be, it would be a big ask to get there at this point, you know? But I, I think that, you know, the 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 care the Caribbean thing would be nice. That sounds yeah, yeah. That sounds like a great choice. I yeah, perfect perfect choice. Especially if I uh, know. I guess just going back to the weather, just anywhere but Iowa at this point is what I'm in the mood for. Uh, but is are there any lessons that you have taken away from traveling, or any things that you've learned in your experience as well traveling around the globe well i i think that you you know it is the the thing that you you can't help but 
but learn a lot from from tra travel. I think that that's some people. It seems like are are determined not to learn learn anything. They want to travel in a in a bubble. And I think you have as you get older, you realize that 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 is the comfort is 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 there, or you're trying to prevent your you're trying to preserve yourself or something. But I think. I think if you, the more you can can be with the with the pe native people, the better you are off you are in some ways, uh, you know. And the more you can get a glimpse of their life, the better you are. The better, the more you get out of the travel. I love what you said about traveling, John. I agree in that. I know. The way in which you travel is just as, if not more important than where you travel. Um, yeah, traveling is very, very cool. <laughs> I am with you there. I would like to hear just a, like a, a an introduction of yourself or what you you know what where you are in school and so forth and what where you. Where you graduated, or, or are you, are you a high school student or a college student? You know, uh, I'm. A, yeah, I'm a junior at West High right now. Okay. So not okay. quite graduated. Uh huh. Well, that's it. That's an interesting thing. I went to West High also. Oh, okay. But I went there the first two years it was opened. So some people are amazed at that, but um, uh, that, uh, so how has, how has COVID changed things for you and your family in the last 10 months? That's right off the list. Hmm. COVID-19 has definitely changed a lot of things we can do together as a family. Um, I guess we still play board games at our house. Scrabble is a favorite of ours, um, but we're a tennis playing family. Uh, both my mom and my dad, my two sisters and I all play tennis. So I don't know, during the winter especially, Usually every Friday and Saturday, we would have a family double session over at HTRC. And uh, yeah, so we would play a lot of tennis together. And then I think around this time, or I guess throughout the year, we also like going to uh, museums and whatnot. Uh, we go to, it's been a bit, um, but I think earlier in last school year, so I guess in November 2019, we went to the Chicago Art Institute and that was very fun. Um, but yeah, I'd say a lot of the, our gallivanting adventures, I don't know, that's what my mom likes to call it um are definitely not as feasible as they were 10 months ago or I guess yeah almost a year ago 
It's been a while. So did you, did you, do you do travel based on tennis? Not too much. Um, we have, uh, in terms of tournaments, we've just gone to maybe some like throughout Iowa, a few in Illinois and Minnesota. Maybe, I feel like there's been one in Nebraska um, if we do, I guess it's sort of tennis related, but we've been able to go to, uh, lucky enough to go to Wimbledon and the French Open, I think. Well, five years ago for the French Open, and then I think three years ago for Wimbledon. So I guess that's traveling in a tennis sense, but different sort of tennis sense. Well, yes, there's, um, in, in those cities, there's an awful lot to do, you know, that you can't go there uh, for almost anything. Uh, yeah. um, so how, how has it changed your, have, has it changed your point of view about the city of uh, Iowa, Iowa City? I mean, are you, uh, have you lived a lot of other places besides Iowa City? I have not. I Born and raised in Iowa City. Um, yeah, so I've been here my whole life, but I'd definitely say that the pandemic has um, made me more grateful for the, um, I don't know, all the opportunities we have in Iowa City. And it's really great to see everything that, um, you know, the city has done to adapt to the pandemic. I really like how you can get your library books in the mail. I don't know why that comes to mind first, but um, I don't know. So I can still get my books from the library and sometimes, I don't know. I wouldn't say right now is the safest of times to take a walk downtown on the Ped Mall, but um, I don't know. In terms of how I view Iowa City as a whole, um, when it comes to, I guess, legislation made me more proud to be an Iowa City resident in terms of what measures we've been taking to address the pandemic, especially with the um, mask mandate, for instance. And I know the Iowa City Community School District has also been working to counter, um, you know, just sort of the in-person schooling stuff. So I don't know, I think we're a pretty cool city and, um, you know, we're getting through the pandemic together, hopefully sooner than later, but yeah. If Iowa City is your home and has been for your whole life. Have you, is there any place you would say is your second home? Any place where you've traveled or spent a lot of time? Um, for the first trimester of my freshman year, I actually spent uh, that in Nairobi, Kenya. Um, my aunt and uncle, well, my aunt, no, I think she moved back. Um, they both work for the UN and um, I guess 
they know that I enjoy going new places and, you know, I guess trying to get a real appreciation for the place that I'm visiting. And so they invited me to spend some of my time there in Nairobi. And it's interesting in that, like, despite all the differences there are, um, you know, between Iowa City and there, I don't, I'm struggling to find the words to exactly describe how there are still a lot of similarities that, you know, when you go to a place, no matter how different it is, there are still little things here and there that remind you of home. Um, but I'd say I would call that my second home just because of all the time I spent there and how um, I would like to go back there um, just because I have quite a few friends there that I guess it has been almost three years, but we still keep in touch. But it can be tough with the however, like 3,000 miles between us. Um, I would love to go back there. That sounds amazing. Uh, do, do you have a plan for what you're, say the curtain was dropped and this COVID was over? Do you have a, a thing you want to do? When they, when, a few things or you want to do right away? Hmm. Well, I guess when it comes to traveling, I, um, I, well, okay. I take French um, and Chinese for languages um, in school. And these last two years, I've been researching Guinea in Western Africa. And I know it isn't necessarily the most touristy um, sort of place. Everything that I've been learning about it um, and just various aspects of its culture, I would love to go there and just be there and be able to, I guess, experience it in a different way than what I've been researching. Um, but I guess even if COVID-19 uh, is over, I might have seen somewhere that there's might be another Ebola outbreak going on there. So that makes me hesitant, but I think Guinea is coming to mind as maybe somewhere that, I don't know, maybe I would love to have the opportunity to visit sometime in my life. That's sort of off, off a lot of people's map, I think. Um, so that's kind of amazing. Uh, if it was anything, anything in your life previous to COVID that, it, that prepared you I mean, it sounds like you have a strong family unit, but uh, anything else that's been really helpful? Liking to read can't hurt. <laughs> For sure, yeah. Um, I guess it's, I'm not sure if it's quite prepared me in the way that my relationships with my family and friends have. Um, well, I guess when it comes to family and friends, if anything, COVID-19 has strengthened those bonds. 
um, just in terms of it's, I don't know, you sort of, it's easier for me to uh, choose who I spend time with just because um, it's not like I'm seeing a lot of people every day. And um, I'm really only communicating with the people that I want to communicate, which I guess has its perks, but I also sort of miss, you know, bumping into people and saying hello, even if we haven't spoken for a while. Um, something that I think is sort of lucky looking back is that um, the Chinese class that I'm taking through the university is an online class. So I had been using Zoom um, since the start of my sophomore year. And yeah, so once we transitioned to full online Zoom school uh, in the spring of 2020, I guess that had me prepared. How has this affected your search for colleges or your, your, where you wanna pursue education after high school? Um, it's definitely made it tough in terms of, uh, being able to visit campuses. My mom had suggested that maybe summer 2021, I could, uh, I could as a, we, as a family, I mean, uh, could take a look at some of the campuses. I know I'm looking mainly East Coast, I guess, but I have a few, uh, I don't know. There's this one school in France that I'm really interested in. And I know for sure COVID has affected that. And I, I don't even know, uh, I really wanna go to that school, but I don't even know if it's possible to visit it before I apply. Um, later this year, but we'll see. It's definitely made the college search process um, difficult. And I've, you know, been playing around with the idea of maybe waiting a year in between senior year and um, starting college, just depending on the COVID-19 situation, but college search, definitely more difficult than before. You have a college that your parents have promoted or like like our alumni of or anything like that? Um, both my parents, well, my dad went to Iowa State for a bit. Um, he thought he was going to go into engineering. But then he realized that engineering really wasn't for him. So he uh, went to the university, I think the nursing program, and that's where he met my mom. So both of my parents are University of Iowa alumni, and my dad is, I'd say, a proponent of, you know, you can go wherever you would like to as long as you work hard. And um, I guess my mother has been sending hints that she would like me to stay in Iowa, I guess. Um, for both of them, though, uh, the financial aspect of things is definitely something that we butt heads on a bit just because, I don't know, I am probably being naive and thinking that, oh, you know, money is just money, but I don't know, just sort of 
prioritizing the experience and learning new things over and no money. I guess, do you, what do you think with money experience? Any thoughts on that? Well, I mean, I, it's, it's, I mean, I, one, one thing that it's obvious is that it's uh, much more costly to go to school than it ever was. I mean, I could basically, I, you couldn't quite uh, pay for your college by part-time jobs, but just about. I mean, I was, went, went so it's so much different. Uh, it's, and I didn't have, have a good college plan. I just kind of did what my older siblings did. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that sounds, it sounds ridiculous to me now, uh, but it, it's true. Uh, so, uh, so everything is a lot, lot different, I th but uh, uh, you know, I think that going, going to uh, broadening your, your options is, is is a good thing in general. <laughs> That's about as wishy wishy of advice as I can give you. That. <laughs> but uh, um, so I I I guess I we've somewhat gone through the COVID questions. I haven't I haven't really uh, zeroed in on them, but. Uh, what do you, what do you, what do you believe are your three unique things about you? I always have trouble with these sorts of questions. I this was also an interview question that came up for this one summer program that I'm doing during the interview process. Uh, they asked that, and I had trouble <laughs> answering. So I'll try and not. Um, no, I'll try and be specific and positive. I would say that um, I'm definitely open to new experiences, um, whether it's traveling, for example, or just, um, you know, taking up new opportunities as they come. I think you can learn from a lot of things and it's okay to, you know, take something on, but maybe later on, um, not do it anymore. I think there's just a lot of value in trying new things and figuring out, you know, what you enjoy, maybe what you don't enjoy. And uh, through a lot of the opportunities that I've uh, taken up, I've met a lot of really cool people that um, I've been able to bounce ideas off of and learn a lot from. So I definitely say being open to new experiences is something that maybe is unique about me, but definitely has uh, benefited me so, so much. I'd also say that another thing that makes me unique is my meticulousness, I guess. Um, I guess I'm pretty precise or try to you know, do everything to the best of my ability. I'm copy editor on the West Side Story. So um, 
and no. We always have our editor-in-chief, but I do my best to make sure every single story is the best that it can be, doesn't have any grammar errors, punctuation errors, and whatnot. Um, so being copy editor has also been um, really great too in that uh, I like working with people to make sure that everyone's art, everyone feels good about what they're writing and that when I'm making my edits, um, I'm still maintaining their voice, um, you know, their writing voice. And, hmm, third one I'm stuck on. I'm, I don't know. Maybe I'm looking at my violin right now and seeing if I can <laughs> pull anything into that. Um, but I guess um, maybe I like to collaborate with other people too. Um, one thing that COVID has definitely changed for me um, is my ability to collaborate people um, with music. Uh, solo stuff is fun. Um, learning new solo pieces is great and all, but I really like playing in an orchestra or playing in a small chamber group just because, um, I don't know, I think things sound better in a group and then also the connections you form with people uh, while playing are just amazing. You know, I'm, um, do you have a violin hero? You know, how do they say a guitar hero? I do not. Is there a violin hero? Have well, or... I, I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, it, uh, it, I, I'm thinking of all these Italian names that I don't even know that they play the violin, like Paganini uh, or something, you know. But uh, uh, I mean, I think, was it Isaac Stern or, uh, okay, well, uh, a lot. I mean, I, I, back in the days when uh, the CDs were first invented, I, heard uh, Yo-Yo Ma play the cello and I thought there's a good reason to buy a CD player because the sound is so much better than 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 the sound we had and from cassette tapes and uh, records and uh, but you know but I mean there I, I'm not a real I don't know a lot about classical music as you could tell as I ramble on but uh, it it is I, I do look look at music a lot and for for uh, performers who have who have influenced me and stuff, stuff like that but I I'm mostly in the folk music oh okay that's about my speed <laughs> as they say I guess yes I will definitely ask you a bit about folk music next time that sounds very cool and yo-yo ma is amazing i love yo-yo ma for cello um i like i know itzhak perlman um i really like itzhak perlman and i also like hillary Hahn. um itzhak perlman and yo-yo ma have um played a few duets here and there um uh, which i think is cool but i know there are a lot of really cool uh performers that i like listening to 
I mean, I, I probably, this may be, but we were both young, both Yo-Yo and myself were young people then. It's a kind of a different, your, your relationship is kind of different. You kind of think, well, maybe he'll be the big musician. I mean, I guess he's had a, he's had a wonderful career at everything. I just, it's not like, it's, it's sort of a different perspective of it. He was a fellow young person at that time, yeah. and I, was, I related to him on that basis. Yeah, well that is so interesting, like growing up with him, I guess. Yes, that's, that's well put. I, I think it is so fantastic that we share a lot of interest, whether it's tennis or traveling or movies, I guess there is a lot to explore, a lot to talk about, I guess. I'm really looking forward to that. Uh -huh.